0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back <laughs> to the 10th episode of the Hour Corner podcast. Of course,
1: I'm joined by my co-host, Joe. Hello, everyone. Today, we have the co-founder of Waves and Clash of Creators. Recently lost his verification on Twitter, which is always good. Today, we have Tom Sharman.
2: Boys, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. I'm off. I'm off. Yeah. That's outrageous. <laughs> that's outrageous. I haven't done a podcast in ages. Horrible that's the first thing you come up with. No hello. <laughs> ah. We haven't even spoke before this. You just texted um, me and said I want to be on the podcast, and that's the first thing you said.
0: I think we actually outrageous. called you a pussy as well.
2: Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that one, Charlie. As well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thanks, yeah. <laughs> like Charlie's yeah, quote.
2: Yeah, no, no, nice to meet you two boys. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. Before we jump in, I want to say big fan of the podcast. Very much enjoyed the episode so far. I've watched most Thank of you. them, and uh, yeah, like I, I really like you boys. Just hustling your way and, and trying to get as big guests as you can and trying to get interesting people um, and kind of get, really go sort of behind the scenes of YouTube. Uh, definitely at such a young age. I, I remember I was, I was on YouTube a long time ago and uh, you, you guys are far more professional than I.
0: Thank you. I
1: appreciate that. There you go. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know you, uh, what do you do? Um,
2: uh,
1: I, I talk- With what, everything. I,
2: too much on twitter work too hard on a bunch of projects um i I work behind the scenes in in youtube in media in entertainment um i work on various projects at any one time at the moment i'm juggling four projects and yeah i just have have fun have a laugh enjoy my life so
1: you said you're juggling a lot of projects what Mm -hmm. what are they mainly
2: so i'll I'll keep them quite as simple as i can just because then we can delve into individual ones if you wish so I'm a co-founder of a company called Waves. The full name is New Waves Who Dis. Yep. We just go by Waves. It's myself and then um, one of my best friends, Sam. So Sam is, he worked with Cal He's kind of the right-hand man to Cal He does the videos, editing, all that good stuff. Um, me, and, me and Sam have been friends since university, years and years and years ago. And uh, since then, I've launched Waves. It is a management company. We manage uh, Joshua Miles, who's a really, really talented true crime YouTuber, um, who's got 157,000 mm. subscribers and a really, really nice person. We then also manage yeah. Callum, Callum G, who was on the podcast a couple of episodes ago um, as well. And also a guy called Niall Ryan, who you boys might have heard of. He mm. runs a company called Breadbatch. Like an oh online yeah. news hub I'm blocked. YouTube. I'm blocked by the bread batch. Yeah. I love words. I love words. <laughs> words. I love words. Me,
1: I, I, I used to comment on his post. Like, I, I, yeah, yeah. I use his thing a lot. Like, um, and I, I, I commented on his post, and I, I never said anything like bad. I yeah, just yeah. got, I, I, I look, and I was like, oh, bread batch hasn't. Oh, I'm blocked. Yeah, it's because you're a like, mouthy twat. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A bit, but like I didn't, know. I didn't know, yeah. So, know. so
2: we manage those and then we do consultancy. So, with like creators, brands, and whatnot, do consultancy on the side. Um, our big, big, yeah. big vision with Waves is we basically want to be an incubator for creators. So, we want to work with some of the most exciting creators in the country or the world and help them reach the levels that that KSI, Logan Paul. David Dobrik have reached. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the, in your last guest, Liam, Liam um, who we kind of, not not we're not officially working, but we're kind of collaborating on a bunch of different projects at the moment and just kind of lending our support, lending our experience and expertise um, to, to, to do cool shit. We, we're we a young business, we're, we're not a big business. We don't churn a lot, we don't have a lot of money, but what we try and do is be like a support network creators of all sizes whether you're a massive bit one of the biggest creators in the world or whether you've got a podcast with 500 people subscribed and you two really great lads that want to go places that's that's who we're there for um one of the projects that we support is faster creators so Mm -hmm. obviously originally founded by by callum callum g and he came to me with i've got this idea we want to do a pot we want to do a football event how do we do it? And we work together. We've, we've worked together for months now, every day. Coming up with this, putting together really great talent uh, and also a, a good event. And we're, we're, we're really kind of excited to kind of put that event on. And uh, technically, yeah. it falls under a Waves project. Myself and Callum own the business. Um, and we've taken Callum on as well to basically further develop his career Host um, event
1: so That's... for anyone that doesn't know, with um oh sorry. For anyone that doesn't know with Clash of Creators, um, it's a football event. Um, it's the dates been rearranged for obvious reasons with COVID. But um they have massive, massive YouTubers, the likes of Road to Shore, um, Sharky, TGF Ramel. Mm-hmm. Um help me out here. I'm Alex. Um a, a lot of people. So many. Uh, it's it's a really, really good, um, good looking event. So make sure if you haven't, I'll put a link in the description there. you can, ov- you can always join the waiting list. It's uh, in London, hopefully by summer.
2: Yes. We're, we're planning a summer date. We should, to be honest, when this goes out, we should have a date confirmed. So if you just check the website or socials, it should be there. Um, yeah. I don't want to say it Ooh. now just in case it isn't. Um, but yeah, really, really looking yeah. forward to, to it. It should be the first kind of event that, community can can kind of come together meet each other offline see each other that haven't seen each other in a year and a half whatever and have some fun like that's that's all this event is about we've got amazing sponsor in in the event deep silver and that that are putting you know i mean without that this isn't possible events are expensive when we're not making i'm not making a penny from this i put thousands of hours into it not making a penny but what we're doing is bringing the community together and Hopefully, it would be a fun day out for, for all, whether you're a creator, you're a fan of those creators, um, or you just want a nice nice day out and enjoy some football. So um, what made
1: you see Callum's message over anyone else? What made you think, you know what, let me try? Because if I came to you, hey, I want to do a tennis event, you're not yeah, going to yeah. go, okay, yeah, I'm going to put thousands of hours into this.
2: So, so I, I see a lot of similarities between you boys and Callum. You're both young, you're both, you're all wanting to kind of graft and make something of yourself, right? And, and, and become something. Mm. And I've always been, I feel like when I was growing up, I was very much like that. I started out on YouTube and a bunch of other different sites. And I was always doing projects and little businesses and whatnot. And I feel like now I'm hopefully in a position where like, I'm self-employed, I work for myself. And I can be in the position where I can just go and like, go, oh, I, let me, let me give some time to you. or Let me try and help you out. Um, it's, do you know what it is? It's, it's yeah. as you just get a little bit older, you're just more willing to help other people. Back. And that that's, hopefully that just increases as you get older anyway. And you're just like, oh, I'm 40. I've got this big ass job and earn all this money, but I still want to help this 20 year old kid or this 17 year old kid who wants to, wants to work hard and, and, Learn from you essentially. Um, that for Callum, yeah, he dropped like a really message that basically just went, We're doing this event. I heard you're the guy to talk to, and you see that message. Like, I I see most messages if it doesn't go to message requests, and you just go, Yeah, like, why not? Let's let's jump. It wasn't a I'm gonna donate thousands of hours, it didn't just happen overnight. Yeah, yeah, we jumped on a call like me and you boys are now. You have a chat, you get to know each other you realize there's a bunch of similarities that you've got and passions and whatever and we kind of both walked away from that from that initial call going that was great like i i really like i really like him he hopefully really liked me and then we went from there and and yeah like we i'm i'm really pleased with put we're putting on hopefully what will be a great event for for everyone
0: yeah. so you said um obviously you used to be in the position where you were grafting you were like grinding hours and hours into YouTube. Am Mm -hmm. I right in saying you used to do, like, gaming videos back in 2009?
2: Yeah, probably around then, maybe slightly before that. I'm trying to work out when. So, like, this was... Well, so I started out, actually, in terms of the internet, I started out on Bebo, which is probably older than both of you boys now. Bebo was, like, a a social network before Facebook. Right. Uh, And it was... okay. It was largely based on. It was quite music heavy. It was very like social in, in the respect of like you'd meet random people. Whereas Facebook, Facebook was like who you knew in real life. Yeah. Whereas Bebo was like a bit like Twitter now, where or Instagram now, where you will meet a more random person and just get on with them. Um, and they had this. They had this thing. Mm-hmm. So you know how like you'll put out a, a tweet or whatever, and you'll get likes and shares and retweets, or whatever. A metric that a profile had at that time aside from just followers was love it was called love l u v and you used to be able to give free love per day to like from your account so i would give i'd give joe one i'd give sam one i'd give my friend one right like, and it was it was like a clout yeah. system the more love you had like the more like you were just you were just cool and uh this is when i was cool oh, maybe like 12 and um we ended up somehow I met, I met this girl called Jody, and just just on the website, we' basically come up with this little mini business. Which we, we met this guy out in India. who had a little like what well, was a love farm, and he basically had all these computers, and we, we used to go through him and like pay him some money, and he'd just send out like thousands or millions of love out to these people. So we'd basically take money in and we'd get we'd be like, oh give you like 2,000 love and it would cost you a tenner. I don't know how. I can't remember the money then. We'd take that and then we'd go and basically then just go to this guy in India and he'd do it for us. And we were just like the middlemen. We'd just market ourselves on, on Bebo. Mm. That was how I started. I'm going to move my camera down a little bit. I don't know if that's yeah, so that that's that's how I started with Bebo. And then... It slowly progressed into a website called Zedge. Zedge was a wallpaper, a phone wallpaper site, and it had ringtones on it and all stuff that the phones nowadays don't really have, or you don't really have sites to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I used to be, like, I used to make a, a lot of, like, graphics and, on there, and, like, I used to share a lot of content on there. And uh, then then, then they, made this, they made this content part of the site called, it was called Tech. And it was basically like text message ideas, like jokes that you'd send to your friends. And I had this I had this one and it was called, it was will I'll I'll try and remember it and you can put it up on the screen if if so. It was basically around like a condom and a bus, right? <laughs> and it became it became the number one most liked text on the entire platform. Uh and it had like what an achievement. I know it had like twenty something million views. Like it was crazy, crazy viral. And like oh, it was just, shit. Yeah, and it would just be the round. There was a lot of people. Yeah, and like you'd see it on Facebook years later, and you'd see it on like Twitter, and like it's just a joke that just gets reused and whatnot. And, yeah, I came up with that when I was about thirteen, uh, for a website, and and it basically meant that I, on on there I was like one of the most followed people. Um, and then I started working with them and helping them on a lot of the website kind of behind the scenes, and got a little bit of money for that as well. And that was kind of when I was like thirteen so your age. Um, at the same time i was also kind of getting to youtube so i was always a big consumer of youtube in terms of like funny compilations dog videos all that kind of stuff and then and then game like gaming on youtube popped off people loved youtube youtube gaming um some of the biggest creators that i was a fan of was uh there's a guy called zerg riz and a lot of people might remember him. He was the first guy. that He invented the 360, and he invented the NoScope as well, which are now just like quite mm. boring gaming sort of trick charts. But they at the time they were like revolutionary. No one, no one knew who he was. No one knew what he yeah. sounded like. But he just uploaded videos, and like he was the biggest gaming creator in the world. And he literally had maybe 200 and something thousand subscribers. And he was, Jeez. he was like what Mr Beast is now in terms of that. I'm gonna move my cat out of the way. Okay. Uh, I've, got, I've got two cats. It's- I've got two cats, Yaya and Kole, after the Torre brothers. <laughs> there you go. I'll move, move him down there.
1: It's mad that um, 200K was considered so big then oh my- compared yeah. to what's considered big. It's like, what? if you look at one mil, it's like, if anything under one mil for someone that doesn't do YouTube. So I have friends at school, they don't do YouTube, and they're like, um. Oh, the podcast isn't that big. Your own channel isn't that big. Yeah. Oh, look at the side men. Any anything under a mil, people consider quite small. Yeah. Like yeah, back I mean, then, a mil probably would have been everything.
2: I mean, do you, do you boys watch a lot of the side men? No,
1: I watch. No. I I watch I watch YouTube as a whole. Like I spend my day on YouTube. my own dashboard, and yeah, social and YouTube and Twitter.
2: So, so Zerka, Zerka HD, back when, when I first started YouTube, he first started, he's a little bit older than me. He's 27, so he's three years older than me. Zerka had 200,000 subscribers, maybe less. And he was like the guy at YouTube. He was hmm. the gaming YouTuber from the UK. He didn't show his face. He had a mask on. but every, Like he was the most exciting person in the space the uk and it's funny now and like gosh it's great because he's somehow managed to to become still like one of the biggest creators in the country like pretty much the business brains behind the biggest collective in essentially the world if not the country and uh yeah like i remember him 13 years ago it's insane is it is yeah it's insane
1: so it was on um Jackmate's happy hour recently talking about why he wears the mask, and I think a lot of it was behind like um he doesn't he didn't like people noticing him.
2: Oh mate, I, I
1: YouTube I, wasn't such a powerhouse.
2: I couldn't think of anything worse than being famous. Do you boy, would you boys like to be famous? I don't know. You can say yes, it's not yeah. a it's not a trick question, yeah, exactly like a few i know quite a few creators people with followings whatever hanging about with them in, in real life is it's tough on them you can you can see how demanding that job is like yes there's fame yes there's freebies there's premieres there's free cars there's money nice houses whatever but like you a lot of it you give up your your Privacy for certainly, I mean, a lot of the bigger people, a lot of the people that have gone more mainstream, there's a huge amount of privacy that's lost. You look at look at KSI and how much he's desperately trying to hide his girlfriend just for some form of privacy. I went to university. I've done a bunch of projects. I went more into like traditional advertising. So I used to run an agency myself. Then we worked at like a bigger media agency. Then I ended up working at like the biggest advertising company in the world for a little bit and it was very much like traditional i went to a technology startup and like a proper proper job if you think about that um and then and then i got sacked from my job for for being a little shit and uh, and uh, an opportunity arose which was to work with with cal friesi on rebel fc to take over social media take on a little bit of the content side um and also a lot of like the audience development and engagement side and uh, that 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 was really fun because that was working with Sam, who I met at university, who now obviously we share co-owned waves with, and uh, worked a little bit alongside that, and then and then from there, it've kind of delved in deeper and deeper and deeper into YouTube, again essentially.
1: Yeah, so um, you said that you worked at Rebel, mm-hmm. um, obviously a big part of YouTube football in the UK. Yeah. Was the 2018 Wembley Cup? Yeah. Were you were you there?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. So, so with the Wembley Cup, we were there, and um, the day. So, my role within the day is obviously I ran social for the for the brand, um, but also because because we wanted full access to like the kit, like the locker rooms. Right, Wembley were really really funny about yeah. how many people could be like on our team that, that were there. So they wouldn't, they basically, if we okay. had a kit, if we had a kit man that was sorting out kits, they wouldn't allow me to do socials in, in the locker. I had to be out on like, like, where, you know, like where the players sit at like the sub bench, basically.
0: Yeah.
2: I had to be yeah. there. I couldn't be in, like, I couldn't have full access. So then we made the decision. I was like, I'll take on that role and I'll become kit man as well as doing the socials. So that, that day for us, myself and, and Will Brophy, who, ran operations at the business he me and him started at like 4 or 5 a.m on that day and by the time we finished packing up after the event we obviously made it to the final and lost lost to the f2 in the final by the time we got out of there and headed to the bar all the drinks tokens were gone so they rinsed through tens of thousands of pounds worth of alcohol before i could even get one so i had to buy my first drink i walked into the bar it's packed it's rowdy I go to the bar and next to me is a slumped over Max from Stephen tries, <laughs> and you've never seen anyone so drunk in your life. Stephen comes and like tries to pick him up and collect him and whatnot. We're having a bit of a chat. I order a drink and I'm just sitting there chatting, meeting a few people, networking, whatever. And you can kind of see things starting to heat up between Stephen and, and hacks and whatnot. So we, in the end, a lot of the a lot of the team kind of come. From there, and all I remember was just Brian just storming through. It's like splitting the Red Sea. Yeah. And he and he and he just came in. Obviously, said what he said. Um, and then yeah, from from there, obviously, to be honest, it's it's a weird that the that the videos cut at the same time from two different angles. All that happened afterwards was basically they got told to leave, and then then the F two got told to leave afterwards. And then, and then, not long after that, like the whole bar just closed because they were just like, "It's too rowdy, it's not fair." So I only got one drink in before it got closed. And then we and then we ended up having to leave Wembley and go and find like a nearby Holiday Inn where we where we basically just took over the the bar and just got absolutely wasted or whatever, just have a few drinks after after the event. Um, but yeah, like oh, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't super close. I saw it. It was mental, but I don't. I don't know if there's anything I can particularly add to what's already been said, unless, unless you've got a specific thing that you kind of wanted to ask about it.
1: Well, what what happened after? Because people cut the recordings and stuff. Um, what what ended up happening? Like especially there when Brian, because the popular video Brian split, uh, yeah. Hacks and Stephen. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I might have misheard, and you've already said it. But what happened when everyone cut the recordings because they probably already shit themselves because of Brian? Because he is huge. Yeah, is I mean, huge.
2: I've 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 been a, I've been at parties with Brian, and 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 he walks in, and I've never I've never really seen anyone take over the room quite like he does. Like you just look and just turn and just go <laughs> fucking hell. Like he's just a beast. He's so tall yeah. and like just assertive. Um, what happened after that is, is he walked Stephen out. I feel like Lawrence might have been there, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Again, it was two years ago now, right? It's a long time ago, yeah. Um, and then I'm pretty sure that a, that a little bit of like the Wembley security got involved and basically just made sure that Stephen and Brian were outside, and then also the, the, the F2 lot were, out, were going outside at a different entrance because obviously Wembley's massive, right? You can put people at two different sides and they have to walk around. 10 minutes to get to each other
1: yeah
2: yeah i think i'm pretty sure they sorted both parties out that were called
1: i've got a little um a little description for people who might not know about waves we we got this yes. description down and i'm excited to read it hopefully no stutter
2: okay um
1: so you're obviously the, you're the co-founder uh, co-creator of waves um <clears throat> for people that don't know Waves backs outstanding creators for a blend of management and consultancy. Their goal is to support all kind of creators, no matter their size and provide tools and solutions for them to grow, develop, make money and have fun. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Thank,
2: thank you for that, Sam. Thank you for the clap. I appreciate that.
1: Um, <laughs> but, thanks. That,
2: that, 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 was, that was well said. That was, that was straight from like our bio or, or somewhere that you found some of those words and piece them together quite nicely. Yeah. um how, how did that come about it came about because sam sam works with kelfreezy sam loves working with kelfreezy they're, they're great partners together in, in channel and the business that they run um at the time i've i've worked on multiple projects from managing football twitter account like football gaming accounts to Technology startups to to any anything football teams to gaming organizations whatever it might be celebrity YouTube channels, and we were both kind of like we've wanted Ooh. to work we've wanted to work together for ages. We worked together at Rebel at university. We worked on a bunch of projects together. Um, I, I believe he did a couple of projects for my first company um, called Dupe as well. I'm not too sure. Um, we had, so so funny story about waves. Waves as a as a as a concept wave started three years ago wave right now really started a few months ago and it was myself and sam wanting to work on projects that that we we wanted to work together we wanted to to learn more about the industry particularly around like management and brand deals we're both sort of very like client side so i wanted to sit a bit more agency side we wanted to work with a bunch of creators together as well like we we work well together, so it made sense to kind of join forces and try, try a little side project essentially, which which it still is it still is now. But interestingly, Waves is this is this is the second business that we've launched called Waves.
0: Right.
2: The first one was about three years ago, and it was myself, Sam, okay. and, and a girl called Kira. So Kira, I used to run a student magazine. We had about three hundred and fifty student writers. We reached millions of people like really millions of young students a month um and yeah like we we it was quite a big big sort of online publication um one of one of our sort of top writers at that um magazine is yeah. we started a business to basically make do cool events to do cool projects uh, and have a little bit of fun to kind of together so we wanted to put on these amazing events around london and around the world that one like boats and, and cool venues had art involved uh, and just basically get sponsors just make allow us to do these really really insane events that they can obviously reap like become like have have uh, awareness for right yeah so that that was the that was the initial idea yeah. the reason it didn't really happen was just money like we just couldn't get the money to, to make it happen we kind of wanted to be a bit of a blend of Almost like a little bit like Vice, a little bit like a lot of like private members clubs, a little bit Soho House esque, um, and it just cost so much money to kind of make that happen. None of us were in the position that we could afford to, to put our own money into it, um, and none of us really had like a mu- like amazing yeah. amount of time to be honest as well. Mm. That was the first. That was the first time we launched Waves. The, the reason it was called Waves mm. originally was because. We we wanted it to be very music inspired, so like sound waves. Yeah. Also, the original purpose was we wanted to buy a buy a houseboat in London, and that be like the HQ for, for the for the business.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: Never happened, and now uh, now I've moved to Brighton mm. and I live about thirty yeah. away from the beach. So, Yeah. Getting there. Um. The reason it's called Waves now is because we wanted to find a, a name that suited the, the business. We've always been a fan of of. The Wave brand in general that we originally had. And it makes total sense because it's all about the new wave of YouTube. Yeah. YouTube and, and creators come in waves. You look at the first generation that we were talking about earlier. You look at, say, the Sidemen were like second generation. I'd say you're probably on generation five now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very keen to work with that, that next generation that is coming up.
0: Yeah, because it's always changing, so, um, it? how How do people...
2: Oh, sorry. one of you. You're speaking together.
0: Um, I said this is always changing, like, the styles of it,
2: of YouTube. Yeah, yeah exactly. YouTube and social media generally always, like, always changes. The content you can get away with years ago, you can't now. And, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, for me, if I was to place my bets, like, work on tiktok what tiktok's the easiest way to grow for most creators nowadays and then to transition across to youtube when you've built an audience youtube's hard run audience
1: for people so you've got niall you've got josh and you've got callum how do these people like is it like a scouting thing is it like yo i want to work with you i i think i'd be able to work well with you i think i can really help you or is it just like a a apply here
2: like so 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 it's so it's a scouting thing but I think it's important actually to to note that Joshua was a massive influence in waves becoming a thing because Josh yeah. would Josh would message me and we, we've we've known each other through Twitter for a little while and Josh would message and and say, "Oh please manage me, please help me." Like Josh Josh as a creator is insane, makes incredible videos, incredible content, really engaged audience. Josh is also not yeah. amazing at dealing with like the brand inquiries and the, the logistics involved in a brand deal uh, or working with like an external client. So Josh straight away, like knows a weakness that they have and uh, was very pushy in terms of me to go, can you help me? Can you help me? This is where I need help. And that kind of opened my eyes to go, wait, this, this, we should we should be jumping on this opportunity, and that that's kind of how a lot of waves was was kind of born because of demand. Nile, I've known Niall for a little while. Um, I Trying to work out how that even came about. I think we were just we were just chatting, we were just connecting and whatnot, and then it became apparent that that he really needed some sort of like just a bit of help, a bit of direction, a bit of to be honest, a bit of support just to try for someone. Else to be involved in that conversation. Mm. Nile runs the bread batch pretty much by himself, and he does an amazing job at it. Where we can really help, he's kind of ideally trying to actually turn it into a business that makes money, um, which would be the would be a great goal. But but also, I think it's worth noting with Nile, he wants to be a creator in his own right. He's hungry to be a creator that isn't just like the bread batch guy. So that's where we're really really excited to, to work with him. Uh, and then Callum was, was purely just through through Flash Creators and it became apparent that we should probably work together formally through, through waves as well.
1: Like, Niall's funny. Like, Niall's, not Niall's just hilarious. to get but like Niall's a, a funny person. Like yeah. I think a lot of the thing, um, he gets a lot of comments, like um, the caption, the captions, like mm-hmm. people laughing at the caption. Niall... Because he always is able to... Hate the Mick like when Ben Askren there's a video of Ben Askren boxing. He's going like he's, he's, he's quite shit. Um, and Niall just goes, "Is this the next Muhammad Ali?" <laughs> and it's like, um, it's just Nile
2: Niall is one of the funniest people I've ever met. He he's very charismatic. He's very confident. He knows exactly what he wants to do. Um, he is very talented at, at, at also what he does. Niall is also completely mental and sporadic and difficult to work with Niall will ring me up at 2am wanting to chat that that's the sort of person he is but, <laughs> you've, but you've got to love him yeah think he's an absolute expert at audience engagement audience development and n- like knowing how to appeal to his audience and grow an audience that are red batch fans yeah like Bread batch, if you put bread batch on a bit of paper, it shouldn't have the audience that it does in terms of the loyal bread batch fans because it's just a new it should be just a news site
0: but yeah. the bread batch
2: but the bread batch is a personality you go there for the personality of how Niall will tell that news to you
0: yeah, um,
2: yeah. but yeah no Niall's one of the most fascinating people I've ever met he's he's a genius but so crazy. when
1: um when josh Joshua or josh what
2: Josh, you work, Josh, either or.
1: Yeah. So when he was messaging you, like, I need help, I need support. Do you get messages like that now that you're obviously a lot bigger? Because supposing that that was at the start of your business or the start of the management consultancy, etc. Mm-hmm. Do you now get messages like that? And like, what's your? Do you look at them, or is it just like, sorry, I'm scouting, not.
2: Well, we 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 do, but we're like, I think between me and Sam, and we've also got Tamika who. Shout out to Tamika. She's she's brilliant. She's been involved in the YouTube scene as like a fan for quite a while. Um, Left university and has given us a load of time. And she's, she's also kind of very much like the the sort of event lead in my opinion on Clash of Creators as well, as well. She's been a massive support in, in just trying to help us structure the business and her having more time than myself and Sam, she can just keep, keep things sticking along. Um, Way waves right now is in kind of what I would call phase one, where we're just learning, we're we're testing the waters, we're we're trying to work out how best to work with Josh and Niall and
1: mm. and
2: a few other creators that, that we kind of work with unofficially on on a few different projects. And uh yeah. we we're, we're we're learning, we're testing, we're trying to build it correctly. And then phase two is is we want to go get some money, we want to really scale up, we want to do things right, build a team, that sort of stuff. So, for me I'm not desperate to grow that too much because until we're kind of ready, until we're in a position where we can do it properly.
0: Yeah. So, on the topic of people you've worked with or people you, like, manage uh, with Callum Glanville, you're you're the co-founder, co owner of Clash of Creators. So what is it that you really see in it that makes you think I really want to be a part be a part of it? Be the main part of it, one of the main parts of it.
2: So I don't I don't think there's a good YouTube event that exists right now. Um I don't think Citsi is good from an audience perspective or a creator perspective. Mm-hmm. Creators mm-hmm. go there and They get shit engagement with their audience because they've just got a... It's terrible that you go there and you queue up for four hours to go and see Will and E. Like, Will and E doesn't enjoy it and neither does hundreds of his audience, I imagine. Um, It just seems like... None of the creators get paid. Um, It just seems like a bit of a weird sort of event that exists. What I think Clash does is it just removes a lot of that kind of bullshit around it. Yeah, and just goes. here's creators that might be big, they might be small, they might be a mix of both. They're playing football. You can go there, you can watch. It's not going to be a meet and greet at the event. There's not going to be like there'll be opportunities, I'm sure, to go and meet someone co- that's that's COVID safe and whatnot, and you'll have a great time. But it's not, it's not trying to be too many things. It's a football match where you what you go to watch the football from yeah. your first creators or you watch it on Twitch at home. That's basically the event. And I don't think VidCon or Sitsi probably do that very well. Um, Then to kind of counter that, one of our plans with Waves eventually is we want to launch another event, which is very much aimed to creators. And hopefully if we can get it sponsored, we can offset the costs to an audience. I'd love YouTube, for example. I'd love to bring YouTube to an event. We rent out somewhere. We pay all these big creators for their time. And they just share all their knowledge and secrets and yeah. you can network with them it's not the events not to make money the events to to, to learn from each other and, and it's it's you're not going there as a fan to meet your favorite creator you're going there to learn from them yeah you'll go you'll going. You're in why is calyx so successful yeah. in, in multiple businesses why are the sidemen the best that they are like in the country why is so and so so good at streaming, or whatever it might be? I want to take the best bits, pay them for their time to teach the next wave of creators that, mm. that expertise. And I feel like a lot of the events Should- that exist right now are probably a blend of the both. They're like, they're trying to be a bit of like a business conference, and they're trying to be a meet and greet. And it just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, there's no, there's no hate towards it. It's just not for me. It just doesn't make sense in my head. Yeah.
1: Oh. I think I think it's sort of, for for what I've just heard then, like what comes to mind is sort of an academy in a way. Yeah. A little bit, I yeah. Think because, yeah, like if someone whose mom and dad has money can go, you know what? I'm going to buy you a G7X. I'm going to buy you a yeah. camera. And that person then walks around with the camera going, yeah, I'm a creator but it's made two videos compared to someone who is still on their phone, editing on their phone, making top quality content like, and has done for three years or two years or something. I think there's a difference in w- what makes a creator and someone who wants to be a creator.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. But also like, I didn't grow up with, with, with money. I grew up on a council estate. Like I, I want to, what can we do to try and give people that deserve it a shot rather than just yeah. people that, that mum and dad have the money to do that? I remember I used to work, my first break in the industry was an event called Social Media Week London, which was a tech, yeah. event, tech event in social media. And it was like, my, my role was kind of community manager. Okay. So I'd, I'd be doing socials, I'd be doing content, I'd be organising a bunch of shit. And the people that were involved in that event were like, google buzzfeed facebook instagram vice like a bunch of amazing Mm. companies and the tickets for the event like now the tickets were a couple of grand but at the time they were like 600 pound so we'd done this thing where we were like let's do let's give university students free tickets We'll, we'll give 20 away and there's a competition and you have to submit why you think you should get this ticket and, like, the amount of amazing people that have come from, not, not because of that event, but that have passed through that yeah. event's program is insane. Like, they've gone on to do amazing stuff. So I'm, I'm definitely trying, trying to replicate that. We tried to do it with Passion Creators, with a small creator competition. Yeah, you know I mean? Trying to give people that don't have a platform the opportunity to play in the same football pitch as Road to Shore, for example. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's kind of something I'm very passionate about, yeah. personally.
1: So um with clash creators, um, do you plan on doing it more than once? Because at the moment you've got you it's quite a risk, isn't it? Like you've never done like I, I not not you specifically, but YouTubers uh YouTube events are quite usually done by people who have done them before. But I suppose everyone's got to start with one. Do you plan on doing this more
2: than once? Um I mean depends it, it, in total honesty it depends if people want more it depends if people enjoy this one it depends if i mean the biggest thing to be honest is is talent right the yeah the, the the cohort of talent that we've got that are playing in this event is insane and they've all donated their time for for the event and for the charity so without that like without those the event isn't an event yeah uh, if 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 the demand is there if people love it I'd love to make it an annual thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I was always, I didn't I think I might have been to yeah. one of the Sidemen events, the Sidemen football events. Always been a big fan of what they've done with that. Mm. Um, I think where where we're different and we're not trying to compete with those is the Sidemen are massive, right? The Sidemen are the one of the biggest group of celebrities now, I'd say, in the country. Yeah, yeah. 100%. they They want to go and fill out arena-sized stadiums. Um, they want to go and raise hundreds of thousands for charity they want to break records they want to to really sort of like take over um and what what that means is that the the people that they have to get into the event that the players have to be big names mm. we're quite lucky that that we're not trying to do that we're not trying to be them or compete with their event we're yeah. going this is a fun little thing we've we've got some great people that have donated their time we want to reward and work with exciting new creators on that, and that's from like presenting social coverage, that's uh, players, all that kind of good stuff. And we just we just want to do that and, and kind of have some fun with it. So if the demand's there, then then absolutely. Yeah. Like truth is, without without Deep Silver, our sponsor, who have, basically they've launched this this thing called the Deep Silver Creator Collective, and it allows. Creators of all sizes, big or small, to get involved in their games and their in their projects, whether that's through like brand campaigns, deals, sponsorships, early access to games, merchandise, like a bunch. Um, they've launched that at the same time that we're that we're launching Flash. Yeah, so it's an amazing sort of integration and partnership. Without their money, like this wouldn't have, have been possible. That's just fact. It's it costs a lot of money to run an event. So without them, this disability. Yeah. So yeah, like big shout out personally to Deep Silver for that.
0: So if you were to do it again, do you mm-hmm. think you'd do it with football? Because obviously football is it. It's um one of the main things for YouTube events like that. Would you think you do it with football, or would you do another sport, or completely change it up? Do you think?
2: I probably, I'd probably stick to football. Um, I, I think the only. Thing that could possibly rival that is boxing and or like MMA. Yeah, MMA hasn't had the best. Yeah. MMA hasn't had the best start. The YouTube and, uh, and 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 Stuart Jones, of Upload has done an amazing job on the boxing side and has taken yeah. that to unbelievable heights. That, that then got sold to the Zone and Sky Sports and whatnot. Uh, I feel like it's it's kind of kicking him back in the teeth right now with Jake Paul being a twat trying to call out like. Yeah. Canelo and actual fucking boxers. Um, and I, I saw his comment the other day on yeah. Twitter about it. So I feel, I feel quite sorry for him there that he's that he's created something amazing and Jake Paul's been a twat and, and uh, it's reflected badly on on Stuart's success. I I don't I don't know if there's the I don't know if people care about boxing right now on YouTube.
1: Yeah. I think another thing, um, people like Jake Paul just sort of need to stay in their lane. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, um, Well, yes he is no, quite
2: big, to no. be fair. Y- yes and no, like Jake...
1: No, oh. I know, but... It's... Go on. I argue... I always argue the point with Sam. We argued it on like two episodes back and... Like he had a go at me for arguing the point. I think, I think, because some, I think, in some way, he when are people going to look at him like a boxer when he's training like a boxer and winning his fights? He's a professional boxer, but just because he made videos on YouTube and Vine, he's not considered a boxer. Sam, no. I get it. I just get, I, I get your, Please,
2: why? no, no, why, why do you disagree? I'm really interested in this. I don't like
0: him. <laughs>
2: Joke. No, it's Joke. um
1: exactly, exactly. No. It's because you don't like him. You think he's no. a twat, and no. he is a twat. But he's not he likes sales. It. That's all he cares about. The thing. Is, it's
0: quite annoying when people. I find it quite irritating when people go, "No, he shouldn't be fighting these people." Like, obviously, realistically, they don't need to. They don't have a reason to. But I think if he beats, if he fights someone that is a professional boxer that has been doing it for years, mm-hmm. and he beats them. Then he's gonna get that respect level. So I see that is a big. He needs to fight someone. For me personally, he needs to fight someone that's been doing it for years.
2: Well, I I think I think you're both. you both. In my opinion, my, my thought on it is I share kind of a bit of both with you boys. So I think, and I'm not a massive boxing. I love boxing, but don't you know? What I mean, don't don't trip me up on. I'll trip up on boxing analysis and whatever. You can't deny that Jake Paul's put a lot of work in and, and appears to be pretty good at yeah. boxing right now. You know what I mean and like you look at I, had, I literally had this conversation a few hours ago around Jake Paul versus KSI like I don't know if I don't know what KSI's doing in terms of boxing. He's certainly not boxing as much as as Jake Paul. That that to me that that's a fight that doesn't need to happen and it's also not
0: I don't think it will.
2: It won't I don't think it will happen but also don't, why would JJ take that risk of Jake being a very good fighter Exactly. Now? Because
1: what? I think with Jake, I think KSI is probably waiting a bit for Jake to be put down a peg.
2: Yeah.
1: Because I think, imagine this, at the moment, you have unbeaten UK, unbeaten American. Yeah. They hate each other. They, it's a genuine hate. But what if suddenly, whether, because obviously it's sprouted up with Tommy Fury versus Jake, mm-hmm like while Tommy's fighting journeymen who literally have bin men who yeah. are boxing being yeah. paid a, a grand like um while he's fighting these people if Jake goes in against Tommy and gets demolished
2: yeah
1: the fight wouldn't sell as much as Jake and no. or the fight wouldn't sell as much as Jake and KSI no i, I
2: think,
1: think what KSI might be doing is i'm going to have a few fights of my own Without Jake, I don't care about the numbers. I'm going to see when Jake gets knocked out for being a mouthy, a mouthy twat.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, go, going back to the original part, I think I think that Jake Jake isn't considered a real boxer because of how he conducts himself. Like it's all about respect, right? Yeah. If, you're, if it, like Luke, yeah. he's training like a professional boxer, and he now fights to somewhat a degree of, of a professional boxer. Um. But he doesn't show them any respect. All he's done is hate on and take the piss and just been horrible to the boxing community. And I get why he's done it, because he's got his name out there and he's now a bigger name than than when he started this. But I think it's quite it's just disrespectful and like people will people won't treat him with the respect that they have for like someone like KSI, who has come into the sport. He's given a lot of attention, a lot of eyes, a lot of ticket sales, and 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 he's not been horrible about it. He's not gone out there and gone, I can take on this person, that person, whatever, and like publicly called them out. Yeah. He's known. He's known when to like stay in his lane a little bit and and keep keep it quite YouTube. Whereas Jake's just for the fame and the money and the attention.
0: And I think you look. Mm-hmm. At someone like Logan Paul, who with the, before the KSI fight, you'd look at him and think, you're a twat. Yeah. But after the KSI fight, you even saw that after they announced KSI won, they were shaking hands, So being respectful. Obviously, he tried to get an appeal for it, but yeah. he took that quite well, and I think if Jake had done that with his fights, he shook their hands and he, he was like, yeah, I've won. Next thing, instead of like with the Nate Robertson fight he he like memed about it for weeks and weeks yeah. if he went right, I've won next thing, I'll shake his hand, and that'll be it with him. I think people would see him as more of a boxer and not like a humiliation yeah. for the sport
2: yeah i mean i mean you you look at Logan, you compare Logan to Jake, and Logan's actually likable. that's the difference yeah. Logan's like he's 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 done clearly he's done some very very wrong things in his time, yeah but he's an all right bloke. You can't deny that. And that he has shown the res- the sport respect. He isn't being overtly cocky with Floyd Mayweather. Like, I mean, he, he knows.
0: I think he knows it's a, he's not going to win. Like you see with, who did he have on, on his podcast? Was it Mike Tyson?
2: Yes, he did have.
0: Yeah, like he said, Mike Tyson said, you're not going to win. And like Logan Paul laughed about it um, instead of what he used to have done where he would have been like, no, 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 I am. I am. Yeah. I'm going to decapitate him. Like he's memeing it for the money but, and the yeah. attention of it. But he knows he's not going to win. Whereas Jake genuinely thinks he would beat like these big time fights, which he might, you don't know. But chances are he won't.
2: It's, just, it's, it's how you conduct yourself, right? If if Jake, Jake Paul's cocky, he thinks he's genuinely thinks he's the best people just don't show him any respect because they're like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Whereas Logan, Logan, you can't not respect Logan Paul for getting in the fight in, in a fight with arguably the best fighter of all time and coming out there millions and millions and millions of pounds richer. Yeah. You've got to respect that.
1: Do you reckon you live the um, YouTuber lifestyle of like, we ask it quite a lot. It's like, you're up till this time and you're surrounded by social media as a whole. Um,
2: Uh... Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I'm not a YouTuber. I don't want to be a YouTuber. Um, my work is a lot more consistent than, and like, regular and, and has set times to it rather than a lot of creators that I know just get up a bit later on and work till later on. I'm always at my desk for nine for the most part. I might have a few, few late starts and whatnot, but I'm normally working at my desk from, like, normal office hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until about six seven o'clock and then in the evenings i'll either be on the phone to friends or i might be on discord i've got really into minecraft right now on the uh, i love minecraft SMP, which is SMP, yeah uh server yeah. so i'm playing a bunch of stuff with that i'll probably jump on after this as well um or i'll do stuff like this like calls or, or side project yeah meet, like you know, i mean just stuff like that so I mean, I don't, I don't work like a YouTuber. A YouTuber can work throughout the night. I don't really, because I've got to be up in the next morning for calls and shit. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I mean, look, we're in lockdown, right? Like, I live by myself, boys. So there's not much going on in my life mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's a bit dull. <laughs> yeah.
2: It is. Well, are, you, are you boys at school on Monday?
1: Oh, I go back Tuesday. Tuesday.
2: Yeah. Both of you, right?
1: I go back Tuesday.
2: Have you when when yeah. was the last time you were in school?
0: Uh December. 18th of December.
1: Jesus. I haven't seen Jesus. anyone
0: apart from my mum's boyfriend, my mum and my sister. And maybe maybe my no, not my dad. Um it since then. I'm losing my mind.
2: Oh, tell me about it. Tell me about it, Sam. I uh, I live by myself and uh, in like a little one bedroom in the centre of Brighton City Centre. And uh, I've got a few friends nearby and I, I saw it's one, of, one of my friends, Bertie, it's his birthday today. So we came round and dropped some birthday cake off and we just had a little chat yeah. for about an hour with him and his girlfriend. Um, other than that, I've seen Casey a few times. He lives nearby. He's getting his kitchen refitted right now. So he keeps ordering... He orders two deliveries a day to my house. <laughs> just, and just picks it up outside.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw you tweeting about that.
2: I was fuming. I wasn't fuming, but it's funny. It's funny that he yeah. didn't even tell me. He just ordered it and then just waited <laughs> outside. Oh, well. I
1: mean, fair enough. Yeah. yeah exactly. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> um how did you make like your connections with these bigger names like um rotashore etc or um i think rotashore like messaged you uh, or clash of creators but how did you make connections with bigger and smaller people
2: uh to be honest most mostly twitter um i mean the the, the job that we had through, through rebel wasn't was personally one of my favorite projects i've ever done because i'd obviously be working with with freezy and then like lux would Lux had an office at the time across the road, so he'd always be in, and we'd do videos together. in In the actual Rebel FC team, we had a bunch of creators as well, and then you know, I mean, there'd be projects like the football thing that I said with like Simon or Rotashore or, or whoever else. So that was that was a bunch of them. A, a lot of them are are Twitter and just being vocal in on that, and just getting to know people and, and introducing yourself and whatnot. Um yeah, like I, I, I think I'm pretty decent at networking and trying to get like trying to make those connections to to yeah. progress in my career and whatnot. Um and I think you boys are as well, do you know what I mean? If you're talking your your move with getting Charlie, I mean to be honest, this it's not a horrible thing, but I turned a bunch of podcasts and events down just because I'm just not massively like interested in it. Um yeah. whereas as soon as Char is Charlie Yeah that's going calling me a pussy if I don't do it it's like wait like who like who who are these like what are they doing and you start watching you're just like yeah like you're good you're a good couple of boys that are just trying to work hard and trying to do trying to make something yourselves why, why would I not donate a couple hours of my time sort of thing
0: yeah thank you I think that I'd say that was one of our biggest mistakes is not getting on twi- twitter soon enough because as soon as we got on twitter you're like obviously with instagram if a uh, Someone is verified, you, they yeah. just won't see your message. Like they have to go out of their way to see it. But mm-hmm. with Twitter, it's like you can network with people definitely a lot easier. I'd say.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I I used to have it a lot easier, boys, when I had my blue tick. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> um, now, now it's a little bit more of the grind. But yeah. but now, nah, like I'm I'm only I'm really messing that. Twitter is a great platform to meet. And connect with interesting people. How I've got a question for you. How did the was the first one was Cam, right? First guest you had.
1: What the the first guest episode. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we had our first ever episode, which yeah. was the Arcana podcast, where we basically just introduced the podcast. Yeah. And then we had one with this other uh, YouTuber. Um, and it was sort of like it was a connection that I've had for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly like our, our most ideal uh, person to do a podcast with. Yeah. But we sort of, that was our situation that we sort of were in. Uh,
2: and we it was to it, get a,
1: an episode out.
2: You're... Yeah. I'm
0: glad we did it because it was like, it was experience. I would say mm-hmm. like, it, even if the episode itself was quite, Obviously, that was actually, we recorded our first episode and it was shit. And then we recorded yeah. that episode and then we re-recorded our first episode. So technically, mm-hmm. that was our first episode that we ever recorded. Um, So obviously, it wasn't ideal. I didn't have any to, any of like this. I had my lights off and I was using like a desktop lamp and it looked a bit shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I like, me and Joe always look back on that video and think, we've only done 10 episodes and we're already here one and also the quality is a lot better. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we did it as we can see our progression.
2: But... How, you boys have asked me quite a lot of questions pre this interview mm-hmm. around topics to talk about, questions that you had about me and my career and what I have and haven't done. And uh like, what I would say is that like I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, in you make your own luck. So Cam, yeah, Cam choosing to do to donate his time to basically do the first episode, the first well, the second episode of you. Like that's that's the the luck there you made yourself because you've proven to him he's looked at you and gone, couple of great boys, really young, really enthusiastic, like fuck it, why would I not donate? an hour of my time, an hour and a half of my time to just help these boys out. Um, yeah. I think that that's like, don't, I wouldn't put yourselves down in terms of the, oh, without Cam, this wouldn't have happened. I'd look at it and go, no, because because we are who we are and how we act and how much passion we've got for it and how hard we work for it. This is what's happening. Yeah. Because like, hopefully, I can... I can get someone else for you on a podcast, or Charlie, or Lewis, or Cam, or whoever, Liam, yeah, and, and go. This person would be great for you, and then you can chat with them, and then vice versa. you just do it more and more and more until the end, and up interviewing Logan Paul, I you don't know, Jake and Paul. Yeah, maybe, maybe, of- maybe not. Maybe not with you, Sam. You and Jake Paul wouldn't be a good mix to we'll start on it.
0: I think it'd be quite a <laughs> funny episode
2: though. <laughs> it'd be hilarious. I'd lo- I'd pay good money to see it.
0: Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've had a couple of people go. How did you get camel? Like a couple of people that I think maybe want to make YouTube videos with him. I'm not sure really. Yeah, and we just say we would. We, we we are normally to say we worked for it. Um, I obviously that was the aspect of him seeing the message and thinking, yeah, I'll have a look and like then agreeing to go on. Um,
2: yeah, there's, there's a big there's a big difference between seeing a message and replying to. He he said to yeah. us people see messages and don't reply um
1: he he went on he said to us that he went on to our channel and like just thought that for our age we were really good yeah
2: um
1: and i think like if, if you have a podcast that isn't necessarily as like i'm not saying that we're the the dog's bollocks but if, if you have a podcast and it isn't necessarily well put together then he might not like well people might not like you said there's a difference between seeing a message looking at in and replying and seeing a message yeah. looking at and going on to the next do
2: you know what do you know what from from a from my perspective of this you know how before you started to give context to the audience before you started you boys messaged me and were like we're a bit nervous can we jump on a call pre pre recording yeah. and just yeah. kind of scout out and whatnot? and obviously you were nervous to do the interview and hope it went well and I'd write all that mm. kind of stuff from my angle like i'm i was relatively nervous because and I'll tell I'll tell you why because I don't really chat to that many thirteen or fourteen year olds.
0: Mm.
2: Like today, okay. I've had I don't know I think I've had six phone calls, seven phone calls about work, maybe more, and they're all with people that are my age or above. Yeah, you know what I mean I, the, the oldest person yeah. I chat the oldest person I chatted to today is in his sixties. The youngest person bar you two was. It was Callum, actually, who's 16. But other than that, it was 21, who was, was Tamika, Yeah. And everyone else kind of falls between that. Like, I haven't had a chat with a 13 or 14-year-old in years because why would I? Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah. I am I was really interested to learn about you and to, to learn how you were going to conduct that interview because this podcast, if you were two 21-year-olds, would be entirely different. Mm. That's that's why it's so interesting this podcast, is because the pe- your audience is probably kids like you. Yeah. That want to become YouTubers. And that if Cam, yeah, Lewis, and Charlie are amazing people to, to provide that insight. Liam's got a great insight because he's at that kind of come up stage now with the KSI work and all that kind of good stuff. And also Liam's been grafting for years. Callum's a young kid with a dream, and I've been working behind the scenes for a few years. So yeah, like I, I'd say that you boys are making your own luck. You boys are paving your own way and good luck to you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I appreciate to see those that. And I, I think the dynamic works really well. Joe, you work as like a sort of like main, yeah. main sort of host. And then Sam, you're great. Cause you just jump in with like witty comments or jokes or you, you've got like a very like yeah. funny sense of humor and you don't speak much. But when you do it, it's always gold. Mm. I think Thank that you. that works yeah. really well. So keep, 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 I'd say yeah. play on that dynamic well. I got so, I, so before I went live with you boys, I was texting a colleague of mine who I work with on combat, Thomas. And he, he basically wanted me to send something for, for a project we're working on. And I was like, I'll send it later. I'm just jumping on a podcast. And he was like, what? Like, what's going on? What podcast? And I sent him the link to the channel. And he was like, oh, my God, I love it because he was just like this is so good because it's not what you expect yeah it's such a good insight into you you'll ask questions no i don't even know what those questions are but you'll have asked questions today that are not what an adult would have asked because you because you're not an adult don't don't try and be one try and get If, if if the audience right now listening is your age you're the best person to ask that question to me yeah. So I've got insight and knowledge and experience. Yeah. But a thirteen and fourteen year old wants to know, not a thirty year old senior executive in a business.
0: Yeah. yeah. Who
2: is who I normally talk to?
0: Um, with one of our guests that's coming on at some point. We're also trying to venture out we we want to do a lot with um with mental health as well, because mm-hmm. I think mental health varies between ages, like our Generational art age group will have a different experience than adults, so I think that was another big thing when we first started. We were like, we want to talk on that a lot as well and normalize it as well a lot more than it already is.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, look, we're doing we're doing Clash of Creators with with Mind Charity, and I've done a bunch of sort of other charity ventures over the last year or two. Um I would if you can work out a way personally, and maybe this is on or off podcast right now, whether you can work out a way to kind of thread mental health into every conversation, because if it's a, if it's a mental health podcast, you'll limit yourself to like who that audience is. There's only a certain demographic that's just going to watch mental health. Yeah. And if you can talk to Cam Lewis, Charlie, me, Liam, Callum, all about mental health and our struggles and our experience with it. Yeah. That's, that's that's really interesting James Marriott me and you have had bad experiences on podcasts before namely the (laughs) eBoys podcast will you please come on this podcast for an hour of your time with Joe and Sam because uh, they're great and I've had a lot of fun I'm sure you will as well so James Marriott this is an open invite from Joe and Sam they've got my vouch and uh, yeah I've enjoyed it boys so, everyone,
0: that is the end of this podcast. Thank you for watching and thank you, Tom, for coming on.
2: You're very welcome, boys. I've loved every minute of it.
0: Um, James Marriott, come on, please. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thank you for watching and we will see you in the next podcast.